How are you feeling, Alabama fans? Fresh off the first week of Crimson Tide football, yours truly, Stephen Smith. I'm back from my trip to Hotlanta. Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide earning a 42-3 victory on last week over the Duke Blue Devils inside Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. So, Las Vegas happy. People made a whole bunch of money. But 33 and a half point spread in favor of the Crimson Tide was met. And for you, the tried and true, the diehard fan, the ever so loving supporter of this product, this brand, this team, you are now locked and loaded onto the hottest form of Alabama football news, notes, and information. The number one source for all things Crimson Tide football that you are going to find. This is In My Own Words. Touchdown Alabama Magazine, yours truly live in studios, and there were some things from the matchup that I was impressed by, there were some things that need to be improved on from Alabama's perspective, we will get to those things in just a moment, but first, big announcement here. So, In My Own Words is now brought to you by Title Towel. This is the rally towel with benefits for the avid Alabama sports fan. Title Towel is only $9.00 and 99 cents and lasts a lifetime. Show your pride and purpose for all things Bama while you twirl title towel in the air like you just don't care. Go to whitwillsports.com. That's W-H-I-T-W-I-L-S-P-O-R-T-S.com and get you a couple of title towels supporting Whitwill Sports. So check those guys out right there. But now, Diving into some of the things I got from the matchup between Alabama and Duke. Uh, first and foremost, junior quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. Did that young man put on a show or what? I mean, the chemistry between Steve Sarkeesian, an offensive coordinator, and Tagovailoa, it's on from the word go. Tua, 26 of 31 passing, highly efficient and effective, completed 84%. For 336 passing yards, four touchdowns, zero goose egg in terms of interceptions. He guided the Crimson Tide to converting six of 12 on third down. Alabama's offense totaled 512 yards. Tua targeting nine different wide receivers, including the tight ends, Major Tennyson and Miller Forrestal, each bringing in one touchdown reception. So, Tua took some shots in this game, but took what the defense gave him, maneuvered the ball downfield, kept Alabama's offense on schedule, especially when things got going in the second quarter and throughout the game. But a highly effective, efficient game for one tongue of Aloha. And while Trevor Lawrence struggled against Georgia Tech, the Clemson quarterback threw two interceptions, while Jake Fromm of Georgia didn't have really big passing numbers against Vanderbilt, while a few other quarterbacks and also throw Justin Herbert in there of Oregon, lost to the um, Auburn Tigers over the weekend, to see Tua go out there, have a big-time performance, efficient, effective, played within himself, and made some big-time throws. Tua, Tonga Vangoa, one of the first things that stood out to me. The second thing that stood out to me that I was impressed with in the matchup was how about Alabama's defense? Bama's defense as a whole showed up and showed out. And the two freshmen, Christian Harris and Shane Lee, what a job by those two young men. I mean, when Dylan Moses went down, 
with the season-ending knee injury, the anterior cruciate ligament ACL tear in his knee prior to this matchup. A lot of folks were going, oh no, here we go. This is bad. This is terrible. Oh no, Bama's going to have serious struggles in this game with Dylan out. And while I hurt for Moses, great guy, great player, great personality, these are not your average freshmen and Shane Lee and Christian Harris. And Nick Saban rolled the dice, gambled on both guys, and both guys played big-time football. 12 tackles combined between the two. They each had six tackles apiece. Shane Lee stuck his nose in on a lot of plays, made some big-time stops, including a critical fourth down stop where he shot through the gap and just met the Duke player in the backfield going, not so fast, brother. You ain't getting this first down on my watch. The four-star from Maryland did his thing. He, along with Christian Harris, made some big-time plays. So shouts out there to the freshmen doing their thing. But everybody on defense, guys, Xavier McKinney, the leader in tackles with eight from his safety spot and had a quarterback pressure to Quentin Harris, the Duke quarterback that was very reminiscent of one Minka Fitzpatrick. Raekwon Davis, the senior defensive end, had six tackles. LeBron Ray with five. Anthony Jennings had six stops. Fedarian Mathis had five tackles. The freak of freaks, Terrell Lewis is back. He had three stops and a sack. And Alabama's secondary stepped up there with Trayvon Diggs' interception. The freshman, Jordan Battle, recorded a pick. Patrick Sertan the second, a couple of pass breakups. He also had a forced fumble. So Alabama's defense as a whole, you know, really played well. Forced three turnovers, gave up just 204 yards of total offense to Duke. That's 97 passing yards, 107 rush yards. And though Duke as a whole rushed for over 100 yards, it took 32 carries to get it. 3.3 yards per carry. So Alabama made Duke work for every yard it got. So big kudos there to the Alabama defense, especially the two freshmen, Christian Harris and Shane Lee, both stepping up there at those linebacker spots. The third thing that stood out to me, Jerry Judy, y'all. I mean, the Frappolet to call for award winner from last season, consensus All-American. I mean, this looks like the number one receiver taken in the in the 2020 NFL draft. This guy after one game just looks like he's going to maintain or continue to have the Fred Belitnikoff Award. I mean, Judy for Heisman? I mean, Jerry Judy for, for Heisman can be started right now. Jerry Judy to be the number one overall pick in the 2020 draft? I know it's early, but those things can be started right now. Judy, a freak of nature, was targeted 13 times. 10 catches for a buck 37, had a touchdown in the game, averaged 13.7 yards per catch. So smooth, so shifty, so agile, so elusive. You try to tackle him, good luck, because he will make you look foolish out there. And he had those Duke players on skates. And last but not least, the fourth thing that stood out to me, how about a round of applause for Pete Golding and his play calling? Pete Golding had the defense ready to go. Had the freshman linebackers in the right spots, calm, cool, composed, collected. Everybody read their keys. I mean, there were probably a couple of slip-ups here and there, but for the most part, 
Pete Golding had everybody in pocket from the word go. And for this to be his first game on the big stage at an elite, the elite premier program, the University of Alabama, Golding was locked in, Golding was prepared, Golding was ready, Pete Golding did his job. Very proud of uh, of that man. So those were the four things that stood out, stood out to me, excuse me, to a tongue of the Alabama defense as a whole, Jerry Judy, the wide receiver, and Pete Golding, the defensive coordinator in terms of play calling. Now, as far as the things that I have a gripe about, there were a couple of fans, there were some fans back and forth on social media just really hammering Alabama place kicker, Will Riker, and the offensive line. And first and foremost, Will Riker, to me, he is the big deal. He is a big time kicker. And this was a guy that did something that has not been done in Alabama in the Nick Saban era, probably even in Alabama history for that matter. Will Riker was the ultimate specialist over the weekend, y'all. This guy, field goals, extra points, punts, and kickoffs. He executed all four things. And extra points he made all six of those which is a vast improvement from what alabama was in last year where it missed nine pats i mean let's not i mean let's let's, let's remember missed nine pats so will rocket made all six of his and then in terms of punting averaged 40 yards a punt dropped the ball inside the duke 20 yard line that was a good thing executed nothing but touchbacks on his kickoffs and even on the two missed field goals which were not chip shots both of these one was from 48 yards one was from 49 yards and he hit the ball well he struck the ball well plenty of distance plenty of length yes people are gonna always say but steven it didn't go through the goal post and the kicker has one job put the ball through the goal post and he didn't do it well look at this it's not always on the kicker okay place kicking is like synchronized swimming everything has to be in a perfect unison in a perfect motion there's got to be a tangible chemistry between the snapper the holder and the kicker if one iota of that chemistry is out of whack you're not going to have a perfect field goal i got a chance to speak a while back with former Alabama punter P.J. Fitzgerald. We had, we had a conversation a while back. And uh, one of the things that he and I spoke on was what made that 2009 team so great was the fact that Brian Selman, the snapper, P.J. Fitzgerald, the holder, Lee Tiffin, the kicker, they were such in unison with each other. They hung out together. They ate together. They practiced together. They could read each other's minds. They could finish each other's sentences. They were all so close that every time, snap, hold, kick. Snap, hold, kick. Nothing was thrown off. It was all one perfect, fluent, concrete motion. And sometimes you have to wonder, how often does Tua Tagovailoa get a chance to work with the specialist. How often does he get to do that, seeing how he is the starting quarterback, and you don't want any freakish thing getting him hurt. So how often does Tua really have that opportunity? Because you got to have Will Riker comfortable with who's holding the ball. 
You gotta have Will Riker comfortable with that. So the chemistry between Fletcher Tom or Thomas Fletcher the holder, Thomas Fletcher the snapper, excuse me, whomever's holding, and the kicker and Will Riker, that chemistry, that continuity, that tangible uh, focus has got to be all in play there. It's not always on the kicker. I felt like Will Riker did a pretty good job out there, especially with him having to handle everything, and he'll get better. And then with the offensive line, same thing in kicking, folks. You got to have continuity on the offensive line. Now, pass protection, that got better as the game went on. Run blocking needs to be some improvement there. Give Duke a lot of credit. They showed a lot of stunts. They've showed, they showed a lot of different looks there with David Cutcliffe at the helm. Guys like Trey Hornbuckle and Victor DiMakije, they showed some different looks there that kind of threw Alabama off. But once the tide got going, you saw some improvement. Need to see that being built more. And especially with the only two guys that have actually really played together are your two offensive tackles, Alex Netherwood and Jedrick Wills. They came in together in 2017. Played some as freshmen, both started last year, but they're both on opposite ends of the spectrum. They're both at opposite ends of the offensive line. So you look at Chris Owens, Emil Echior, Evan Neal, Landon Dickerson, Matt Womack. These guys have not played cohesively together. They haven't quite jailed yet. So you got to get them to jail. Alabama's got the right coach in Kyle Flood. He's just got to get this group to jail because I, I mean as much as people like to say who's the starting quarterback who's the starting running back who's the starting wide receiver who are the guys on defense you got to establish that offensive line first like who are my five starters on the offensive line that's the first thing that needs to be established because if there is no cohesive blocking if there's no cohesive pass protection you're not going to get anywhere so the first thing that's got to be established who are the main starters on the offensive line? Let's get them figured out, and let's get those guys moving. That should be the main focus. And then you can worry about everything else. But I felt like offensive line, pass protection as the game went on, got better, seeing how effective and efficient Tua Tagovailoa was. As far as the run blocking, got to get more cohesive, got to have these guys gel more, and that will come as they continue to play. So, that'll do it here for the first segment of In My Own Words, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. As always, folks, you check out, you download the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Be the smart fan. Invest in yourself. Pick that up today. You can download that via the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. You check out the podcast options, as always, at the bottom of the screen. You subscribe to TDAlabamaMag.com. Get that today to stay in the latest on your Crimson Tide. And also subscribe to Touchdown Alabama Magazine on YouTube, the site with over 1 million video views and over 5,000 subscribers strong. Thanks to you, the fans. When we come back from the break, we've got a special thing we're introducing to Touchdown Alabama Magazine. What could I be referring to? Stick around to find out. Don't touch that dial, folks. You're listening to In My Own Words.